1: How many people do you see out in McDonald's parking lots with their kids in their cars because they get access to the Internet to be able to help the kid in school? What are we doing? This is the United States of America, damn it. Sean Rima,
2: 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. What a stinking weirdo he is, man! What's wrong with him? There's something wrong with him, Chris. There's something very, very wrong with him. Several things. Several things. They hate him in Scranton, yeah, because he he didn't live in this. He lived as a little kid in Scranton, then he left. He was in Scranton yesterday, speaking gibberish. Lied about that damn train story again. And I guess they're, they're, they're renaming some streets, uh, in Scranton, Joe Biden Lane. I don't know. Biden Avenue. And the folks in Scranton are pissed off because he's, he didn't live there, man. He only lived there for a couple of years, for a little. I think it was like five or six when they left. He's been scrappy from Scranton for the rest of his life. And he's absolutely full of crap. He's from, he he, he grew up in Delaware, man. Dennis Foley's been to Delaware. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to admit that they're from Delaware. Ah, my daughter, technically, well, not technically, she's from Delaware. She was born in Delaware. Yeah. No. You and I both worked at the same radio station in yeah. Delaware. Yeah. Delaware sucks. You know. Let me touch, tell you, it was the first state. Okay, they'd never made a state before. Yeah. You're bound to screw that first one up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The not beach area there. was all right. Rehoboth Beach is nice. Lewis, you know, but beyond that, yeesh. Very flat. Very flat and dull, just like uh, Joe Biden uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five just so you know before we get started here that I am a talk show host on the edge i'm very edgy well i'm a little stressed i, I had a, I, the reason I was gone yesterday is I, I had to get my an echo test uh on my ticker here and then uh in a uh in another week I go and find out if i gotta keep this defib- this car battery hanging off my ass or if I get one implanted or if i don't need it at all. So people I guess were worried that something had happened. I guess if I take off people think that I you know <laughs> but it was it was a hot, it was it was an appointment okay it was pre-planned and thanks to my brother trey for uh, uh for uh minding the store while I was gone um well, big news yesterday I was watching some of this uh with Brian laundry uh, and they found remains in Florida in this this park or this uh swamp area or whatever the hell. And uh, that broke yesterday, and uh, the, you know, big takeaway is they brought the parents in. Uh, they found several items that they believe uh, belonged to Brian Landry, inc- including a notebook. Uh, the parents were visibly upset when they were going back to their home. There were some protesters outside their home, and it got pretty ugly. And, you know, pretty much everybody uh, is thinking that this is him, that th- he's dead. And I, you know, I, you can call me and tell me what you think, 210 599 But I've just had a gut feeling that he's been dead. You know, I don't know what happened or, or why they decided to, uh, I guess, assist the police at this point. I, I don't know what their involvement is. There, obviously, there was some involvement with them, the parents. But we don't know what that may entail or, or why this all took place yesterday uh, I I don't know. I just know that I've had the feeling. It's just you know, you know, like the cop shows. Like I got a gut feeling that he was already dead, and I base that on uh, a couple of things. First off, the the reported interactions he's had with people before he disappeared, and even after he disappeared, people say that they gave him a ride somewhere or whatever. Is that he was extremely agitated. You know, and, and and if he if you know allegedly had strangled her to death, uh, which you know who knows how that happened. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out uh, uh, the details at some point, whatever they may be. But he was very agitated, which me which tells me that you know he's freaking out because he knows what's he gonna do. Everybody knows what he looks like. Uh, where's he gonna go? What, what you know, how is he gonna live? What's what's his life gonna be about? Probably knew he was going to get caught at some point, you know, and so I've I feel my personal theory, and we'll see how this bears out, is that he he committed suicide. Uh, that's just my thought. Um, and he had a notebook which uh, he must have been journaling, or which you know, obviously I'm a writer, so I kind of get into that part of his brain. Something something's in that notebook, uh, and. and I hope whatever is in that notebook is something that will give her parents some kind of closure. Like I I hope he you know in some regard confesses uh or or lets us know through his own writings what what happened so that they can have some kind of closure on this thing. But I think he committed, committed suicide um now this area was i mean that's just been my thought for a while now my uh this area was underwater for a while uh there are there's i guess a heavy gator presence so chris uh, that would have been uh, uh a happy lunch for some very large reptiles uh if he did uh off himself
3: well probably an unhappy lunch cause well, the lunch was unhappy
2: well yes i see what you mean see how you are you know, so uh, it,
3: very strange. It, so it,
2: it, basically this story isn't over yet. We've had no confirmation that it's him, but, you know. <laughs> the other weird part is that they found, how many other bodies did they find when they were looking through this swamp, man? Nine. Was yeah. it nine? Nine. Good God,
3: man. And they were all missing persons. Mm-hmm. And most of them were young. And we have some had some callers who suspected maybe... Laundry was actually a serial killer, and that's why we found other bodies there.
2: I, I think I heard somebody or saw somebody post something like that. I don't know. Well, in any event, it, this story's not over yet. You know, we need confirmation on what happened to him, that it is him. Uh, then, you know, what happens to the parents, how involved were they? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's lurid little melodrama that's played out
3: before us. They're airing their dirty laundry.
2: Well, you know, and and it, really, what what, and I said this on wearing Rhymo, What what uh, uh, really hooked people was that video of the first police interaction, because most people were like, "What are? Why are we seeing something that these cops aren't?" And I'm a big fan of law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm sure they're. You know, whatever's going through those cops' minds right now, it can't be very pleasant, you know, in, in that regard, as far as guilt or what have you, or why didn't we, why didn't we, dot, 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 dot. But I think that's, well, two things. It The, the, the body cam footage of the cops, and I remember watching it going, she's terrified. And he's trying to be buddy-buddy. He's trying to be, uh yeah, dude, yeah, brah, she's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she hit me. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's really playing it cool and kind of trying to connect with the cops as dudes. Do you know what I mean? But the rest of us are watching it going shh, shh,
3: terrified. Unfortunately though the rest of us have hindsight.
2: Well, on. we do. We weren't there in that moment, so that's that's fair. You're absolutely right. We weren't there in that moment.
3: Cuz didn't she ultimately, I mean I understand, you know, she was saying she didn't want to press charges because, you know, and of course she's saying that for the reason that she feels trapped, you know. It's right. what she has to say. Right. And that in fact it's it's probably code itself, but that's probably why they were saying they couldn't do anything because she said...
2: She's not pressing any charges. Well, that's true. That's true, but that's that's what hooked people, was seeing that.
3: Yeah, it's pretty clear.
2: And then I hate to say that, you know, she's a pretty young lady, but she was a pretty young lady, and it became a soap opera, it became something people were following, and frankly, they still are uh cuz again the, the story hasn't completely played out yet
3: well it was a lot like your show <clears throat> people were following cuz they're interested and then people were following because they couldn't care less but <laughs> they want to find out why people are interested <laughs> like my show is that what you said well like you yeah, the haters listen the most people
2: because- hate my people who hate my guts listen probably more loyally than people who love my ass i don't know it's something I, I had some friends that i met uh uh when i was up at kinky's a couple of weeks ago and they had heard the show we were talking about liberal radio. Remember? And I said, "Well, the reason li- liberal radio does good. Dennis knows this. Does good regionally. Like, li- you know, local liberal stations around D.C. are do do okay. You Actually, know, there aren't any liberal radio I- aren't stations there in D.C. No. Really? No. <laughs> there were when I was a- when I was there. No. They went away. Yeah. Well, you know why? And it- liberals don't listen to it. And it, and it tells you something because D.C. is pretty. Oh hell yeah, Less liberal really, yeah. is yeah. pukish as hell, man. But see, liberals don't listen to liberal radio. And that's why it never does well. Especially on a, on a national scale. Because they listen to guys like me. Because they're deeply unhappy people. And they just like to be upset. I don't know why.
3: And to cut. And, and what? And to cut while they're listening.
2: 210 <laughs> <to> 599 <laughs> <laughs> um, <2-1-0-5-9-5-5-5-5-5. laughs> That's my cutting sound effect, by the way. <laughs>
3: It sounds, <laughs> what? <laughs> I say, it sounded like that kid, the flood kid when he was walking away. What?
2: But he, it probably doesn't make any noise, you know what I mean? Like you know, like, you know, in the horror movies, you know. Whenever some, whenever like Michael Myers is stabbing somebody, it sounds like he's stabbing a bag of sand. Alright. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News talk five fifty, KTSA, and FM one oh seven one. And we're back. Uh, News talk, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hey, yeah. I'm snotty today. I don't know why. I mean, Fleming. Hey, yeah. 210 two, two, nine, nine,
3: you talking about James Bond?
2: You mean Ian Fleming? Let's see how you are. Yesterday was International Pronouns Day. It was International Pronouns Day the state department celebrated international pronoun they're not getting anybody out of afghanistan but they they did a tweet on the state department of state twitter account today on international pronouns day we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles read more here on <laughs> and it's a link to an article <clears throat> These pronouns include the gender-neutral they, them, theirs, words that traditionally refer to a plural to a plural number, but today are used by some individuals who identify as gender non-binary or who prefer not to share their gender information. Your <laughs> <laughs> your tax dollars hard at work. Tax dollars harder. Some people are pioneering. These people are pioneers, Chris. They're freaking pioneers. They tweeted. They tweet, right. Some people are pioneering. And it was stupid. <laughs> some people are pioneering gender-neutral pronouns such as Z, Zer, and Zers. Those are made-up words, man. They don't exist. They don't freaking exist. And you know why some words refer to a plural number? Because they do. It's plural. It's more than one. Okay, you couldn't fit two Demi Lovatos in one room. Have you seen her lately? (laughs) There's a great... She looks like hell, man. She got some chunk going. She used to be so hot. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Right? She used to be so hot, man. Demi Lovato. I never liked her music, but God, was she hot? She had that big old caboose, you know, and she just looked good. And you look at her now, man. She looks like Roseanne Barr. She looks like Roseanne Barr with a mullet. It's weird. And she's got some chunk go- And now all of a sudden she's non-freaking binary. You know what I mean? Once she loses her sex appeal, she suddenly becomes non... She looks like a weeble. When she, she does. She looks like a Hispanic weeble at this point. <laughs> Demi wobbles, but she
3: won't fall down. You can't be binary if you're in the triple digits as far as weight.
2: Well, I'm just saying, man. She's, you know, once she's lost the sex appeal there, then all of a sudden now she becomes non binary. She's a they. I was like, sit down, man. I can't, this is the State Department. We've got Americans stuck in freaking Afghanistan, and they're focusing on soccer moms at school board meetings and this silly crap. My God, what if we become zeer? If you refer to yourself as zeer, you're an idiot. There, how's that make you feel? You're a zeer idiot. All of you. Right. Your pronoun should be moron. Well, I'm serious. It's not a word, man. It's like cisgender. It's not a word either. Are you I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I want. I got a new pronoun. You know what my new pronoun? My new pronoun. I want. This is my pronoun. I want everybody to respect my pronoun. My pronoun is kiss my ass. How does that make you feel? I'm just sick of this crap, man. The whole country's going to hell. You know, it's going to cost you ninety dollars to fill up your your gas tank at some point. Well, I'm undershooting there. Probably going to cost you 150 bucks to fill up your car if you got a big old F-150. You know, uh, we've got these co these VAX mandates. People are getting fired left and right. And the State Department, Merrick Garland's, the State Department is working on this crap. Pronouns.
3: Is Demi just trying to utilize the toll lane? Or the, <laughs> no, is it the HOV lane? <laughs> Probably.
2: Because any vehicle that chick's in is high occupancy. It has to be. Because she's got an equator. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, this, these are adults that come up with this crap. These are adults, dude, who look themselves in the mirror and think that this is progress of some kind.
3: Caller said she's trinary.
2: She's trinary. She's a they, them. (laughs) Those. She's a crowd. (laughs) She's company. She's company. She's a mob. She's a rabble. To me, one of you is annoying enough. Okay, I'm just telling you. You know, here, here's what I think about your pronouns. I don't care. I am not going to. You you don't own pronouns. I am. It is not my responsibility to deal with your self image or whatever. You know what Eddie Azard said it. You know, and he's he's as gay as they get, man. I saw him a couple of years ago at the Majestic. He is gay, man. He's trans came out in fishnet stockings, man, half the audience left. And all they, and they were all wearing cowboy hats, too. And Eddie Azar is other well, said, look, if you're if your entire self-worth depends on a freaking pronoun, you might be the person with the issue, okay? I am not going to you I am not ever going to use your preferred pronoun, okay? There, I said it. How's that make you feel? Liberals are out there, and it's like scanners. Their heads are about to explode. 210 599 5555. I gotta take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. 940 on a, what is, what I don't know what, it don't even know what hell day it is. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, right? I lost a day. It's actually Sunday. Don't you dare. Um,. <laughs> What am I doing here? Um, no, you know what? I can finally. I was done at Hall. I go visit with the with Rob and Rudy J on ESPN every morning. And today, I finally could talk about sports because I was off again yesterday. Again, nothing's wrong. I just had to have an echo test uh, on my ticker uh, to see if I have to keep wearing this this car battery thing. So I, you know, I knew knew I didn't have to get up as early as I normally do, and so I, I hadn't watched the baseball game in, in quite a while, and I watched that Astros Red Sox game. Now I know a lot of pe- and Dennis is a baseball fan. I know I, I know a lot of people, and, and you know it's kind of like uh, Prince versus Michael Jackson, right? A lot of people like really like football, and people who like football tend to not like baseball because they think it's too slow, right? Me, I you know I. Are you shrugging your shoulders, Chris, because you, you agree? See how you are. Now, I and I like baseball. It's the only sport that I actually will sit and watch. I'm not a sports guy, but I, I freaking love watching. I, the most relaxing thing in the world to me is to watch a baseball game. And people wonder, because, you know, you can go an entire game and nothing really interesting happens as far as, you know, a great play. But I still find baseball interesting because, in my opinion, it is an incredibly difficult game to play. I mean, it's, it's a tiny-ass little ball. And you got to hit it with this stick, <laughs> you
3: know. Well, I for, well, I love playing baseball for that reason. You know, it's difficult. It is very difficult. I love watching baseball. It's one of my favorite things oh, to good. do at the park. Well, yeah,
2: I see what you mean. So you like the full experience? Oh yeah. I, I like. I'll watch it on TV I and I'll watch it. A couple of Rangers at the park. games way back. But the the Astros that now that game is what I call that's what I call a great game because you you know you, you never know what's going to happen in baseball. And it was kind of a lame game all the way up until the eighth inning. It was just two to two, right? Two to two, and nothing's happening. Two to this was like the Astros game I saw when I went out there uh, for Father's Day to the the stadium. And then in the eighth freaking inning, Altuve hits that that home run, and then the dudes, every dude that got up just kept hitting, slamming them. And but right, Dennis. By the time they did, you watch it. By the time they got into the ninth, nope. in, well, you saw it. Nope. Oh, you were. I guess you were working early. Yeah. But by the time they get to the ninth inning, it's nine to two. They got seven runs. You know, in, in like in like an inning and a half. So by the time they get to the ninth, all they got to do is strike him out three times, and it's over. I mean that. Now that was interesting. That was badass. Do you like hockey? No. It's fantastic. I hate hockey. It's the best. Oh, ex roommate he took me to a hockey game. I'm like, hey, is that a squid? You know, I, I just wasn't, you know.
3: No, I don't like
2: any sports.
3: Well, i would it, just say cause your, your, uh, your scale of like, it has to do with the speed and hockey's fast. You no, gotta, it's not the speed.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 you just, it's dramatic to me because you don't know. First off, it's mano a mano, right? Pitcher versus a hitter, man. Two dudes facing off, man. And I find that fascinating. And just watching the way, it's a tiny little ball, and these dudes just grab it and fling it across the field, and it goes right into the glove of whoever the, whoever they're they're throwing it to. I mean, it's just amazing. The yeah. hand-eye coordination. You and...
3: have to have some precision when you're throwing a football.
2: No, but th- this is a tiny-ass little ball, man, and they, they just fling it across the field. It goes right to the dude. I just find it fascinating, and I don't find any other sport interesting at all. What about cricket? Well, no... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm into cricket.
3: Now, well, it's like kind
2: of like baseball. It's... British, it's it's baseball with tea. It's baseball. <laughs> I well, I used to watch uh, all female flat track roller derby uh, in Denver, uh, but I, that's only fun when you go. Just watching lesbians slam into each other is just great, man. Lesbians on wheels. There I said it. It's well, I'm a lot of them are. I have an ex girlfriend that is a lesbian now, and she's she's roller derby. Wherever that, she lives in Alaska, she got as far away from me as she possibly could.
3: It's it's hockey-esque. It's what? It's hockey-esque. I don't like hockey.
2: I I had an an ex-roommate. No, but I did have a roommate once a while ago who was in the hockey, and I just bored the crap out of me. I like the baseball. I watch the baseball. Okay, baseball has been very good to me. I like the baseball. Baseball and roller derby. Baseball and roller derby. (laughs) All-female. Flat track roller derby. Frisbee golf? No. Nothing interests me at all frisbee golf curling no i hate the olympics i don't watch football i don't watch hockey.
3: table tennis no softball
2: no no because that watching chicks underthrow is just weird
3: oh it i get beach volleyball
2: no female no i hated to play i play volleyball in gym and i hated it because i always it just don't, i never could hit it you don't dig it <sighs> i like baseball Okay. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Do I have to like other sports? Why do I have to like other sports? Why do I have to like other sports? Badminton. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero so badass on the Astros. That was great. It was a great game, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. It's Sean, and I hate everything. uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. (laughs) It's 9.52. Chris makes me watch these videos, and he... he, Dennis, he knows that if he texts me a a video, I probably won't watch it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm lazy. I'm a very, very lazy man. And so if, if he wants me to watch a video, he has to come in here during a commercial break and force me to watch it. And he just showed me this video of this British chick making pasta. Pasta. Sorry, Chris. It's funny. <laughs> just a little tickety behind the curtain of my existence. I'm that lazy. I won't watch a video. Trey sends me a video. I won't watch it. People email me videos. I don't watch them
3: sent you a couple the other day on Facebook. Did you watch them? No. <laughs>
2: and it's for no other reason. I mean, I probably would like all these videos. It's for no other reason. I'm I'm really just that stinking lazy. Wait, Trey sent me a video. Is he going to want to talk about it tomorrow? It's <sighs> ten minutes long. Uh, I could watch it in the bathroom when I get to work tomorrow.
3: How much can I get out of the headline?
2: How much can I can I just skip around and get enough information? to be able to be conversant on the air about it. These these are my issues.
3: Is there a Cliff Notes version of this? Can I
2: just fast forward through wouldn't get the gist of it?
3: I saw the thumbnail. Yes,
2: I watched it, of course. Yeah, you know, the guy said some fascinating stuff about communism. I heard one thing, you know. Because <laughs> I know he'll fill in the rest. I am a deeply lazy man. But Chris, the British chick making the pasta pizza was cool. On the sticks. I'm sorry, Pasta. I hate everything. So uh we have this uh you know and the economy is sucking. I don't know if you've noticed this. And it's going to get worse. Empty shelves. It's all sitting on the ships there off the coast of California, IA. not going anywhere. People are out of work. Nobody's, you know, there's no truck drivers. No freaking truck drivers, man. So the inflation, the cost of living is going up dramatically and uh we're we're supposed to suck it up though you know there's this, this man the the media especially the dc media they're such ass kissers they really are man washington post columnist michelin maynard maynard a liberal freaking puke she says that you know a selfish uh, and spoiled american's got to lower our expectations i i'm sure you guys talked about this yesterday but i'm catching up Time for some new, more realistic expectations. American consumers, their expectations pampered and catered for to for decades, are not accustomed to inconvenience. American consumers might have been spoiled, but generations of them have also dealt with shortages of some kind. Now it's our turn to make adjustments. It's the president's fault. It's his policies, you idiot. We're going through something that we don't have to go through. I'm just so pissed off today at everything. You know, and and I I don't want to hear, you know, this preachy, sanctimonious crap from some Beltway B-word, I can't say on the radio, who probably lives in a a townhouse in Georgetown or Northern Virginia or Arlington or something like that. You know what I mean, Dennis? Probably goes to the same restaurants as the freaking president goes to. I don't want to hear some wealthy pampered dc columnist preaching to me about we gotta lower our expectations do you <laughs> does this chick you know how they live out there yeah i all i can think of just some
4: local news stories that are going on there right now and i'm like uh,
2: probably yeah they're having metro
4: issues there oh
2: poor them half
4: half their trains are broken and so Aww. speak of lowering expectations you know
2: you're gonna have to get that. a goober buy a car learn how to drive a car yeah instead of the the metro boom boom you know that sound yes
1: boom boom
2: that's the sound that the metro trains make oh didn't biden say that we all are going to be riding trains anyway at some point get all those horrible cars off the road he says crap like that, like we want that. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that would make us happy. Oh, I'd love to ride a freaking train everywhere I have to go, man. Instead of being able to enjoy my freedom and liberty by hopping in my Rav Four. <laughs> it's like we've never ridden on trains before, right? Trains suck, man. I rode a well, I, I rode a train to uh, uh, from uh, DC to New York once. Eh. <laughs> I like driving my own. My, I like driving my own freaking vehicle, Mister President. Thank you. And that BS story about getting the award for being the guy who rode what the Amtrak tra- train from DC to, to freaking Wilmington, a city that sucks and is ugly and smells bad. And it's all bullcrap. He made it up, man. It never happened. Ugh. God, I'm so I'm getting upset. I'm going to start sparking here. Esteban, what time is it? Esteban, how are you?
1: All right. I'm just tired of all these pampered (laughs) honkies. Rich, white, I can't say the word, who put Biden in office because he wasn't a racist when he's given the you-know-what to the poor minorities. As far as those lower expectations, when you're on a fixed income and you ride a bike, a pound of meat going up a buck hurts. Yeah. So Yeah, you know, again, they don't, these, they don't care. Yeah, all these people living in affluence who are not affected by the economy really adversely, telling the poor people to go get a life when the poor people are up a certain creek without a paddle.
2: Yep, I agree, man. i got to run. I'm just out of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you look at D.C., you look at the district, you know who's going to suffer the most? Poor black people. <laughs> If you if you're if you work inside the beltway, you're yeah, he's right. Some liberal honky isn't gonna suffer this at all. I'm so sick of everything. I got I gotta chill. We'll be right back on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. What are we doing? Sean Ryma, nine till eleven. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. He doesn't know. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hour number two of this this fascinating broadcast, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going off on people that annoy me. (laughs) Well, I guess that's what we do every day, isn't it, Chris? I go off on people who annoy me, and uh, I want to bring up uh, one of my favorite people to make fun of, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is an idiot, by the way. She's a U.S. Congress puke, and she's a stinking idiot. And uh, she was go- and then we'll talk about Trump and his social media stuff. Um, AOC is going off on the the very tired argument. That basically, when she says Republicans, she means whitey. She means crackers. She means honky. She means honkies. Because they, see, if you're, if you're a puke like AOC, if you're a liberal moron like AOC, all Republicans are white Christian guys, are straight white Christian guys. It's the only explanation why she attaches the word Republicans to this idea that Republicans are upset about the changing demograph uh, demographics of this country. It's the old argument that Whitey is afraid of losing the white establishment. And it's such a, a bunch of crap, man. She's uh I don't know where the hell she was. She oh she was doing some virtual discussion panel or something about build back better bull crap. And uh and uh she uh she has asked why they felt Republicans were, quote, so upset about the bill. And she says, I think they're upset about the fact that a lot of our developments recently, whether it's the reemergence of grassroots movements in the last four to five years in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time, and the challenge of corporate power in the United States, an increased class consciousness and racial consciousness in this country is seriously disrupting the status quo of American politics. They are scared and they are angry and they are doing absolutely everything possible to ensure that we disenfranchise the very people and communities that have the power of changing this country for the better. And that's why they are not even considering voting for the... No, we're not... People don't want to vote for it because it's going to place us trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt Just so uh, you can give people free money to get them to vote for you, for your side of things. That's what it is. It's a payoff. But you got to make Republicans racist because uh, if the obviously the only reason you don't want to support this multi-trillion dollar—I mean, now I think they've got it down to a a million, a trillion point set, a trillion. I don't know. It's it's like one trillion now at this point, but it's going to be more than that people don't support it because they don't want to see our economy destroyed. And that's what this does. It destroys the economy. But if you're against it, you can't you can't make a logical argument. I don't even think anybody really knows what the hell's in the damn thing all the way through. But you got to make Republicans into white racists, right? And we just we just feel that white establishment slipping through our fingers, and that's why we're scared. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't give a. I, I I don't think I don't know anybody that thinks about this crap. I'm a white guy. They're destroying the country. They are. Dest- it's not about making it a black country or white people becoming the minority. I don't give a crap either way. Because I'm getting upset, Chris, because my voice is getting high. I don't care. She's an idiot. Oh gosh, she is. She really truly is. And Donald Trump, man, that dude's putting some chess pieces in motion, is he not? He announced uh he's uh he's starting a new group that's going to include a social media platform called Truth Social. And I think he's uh thinking about launching this stuff in 2022. Um if Donald Trump himself had a a social media platform, would you go over to it? Would you use it? Uh, what do you think? 210 nine, nine, And it's to combat big tech, which, as he points out, allow the Taliban to be on social media, but they don't allow him to be on social media. Uh, is that something you would do? I don't know. I'm kind of divided. I mean, I, I love Trump, man. I, I support Trump. But again, I have to def- defer to my previous discussion, and I'm extremely lazy. And I, I don't know that... <laughs> On sm- most things. I'm not lazy on some things, like writing poetry that I'm not lazy at all about.
3: Or being lazy.
2: Or being lazy. So I don't know if I would... I you know, I, I have such a love-hate relationship with social media anyway. I, I don't know. Because remember, what was it, Parlor that came out a couple of years ago? And didn't do too well. I mean, a lot of people would... Go, there was a lot of hype about Parler for uh, a month well, or so.
3: But that was the thing, it did too well, so it was removed. Well it
2: was. That's right. God, that's right. Who was the, uh, they took it off the, uh, what do you call it,
3: server thinky? Go- yeah, but then iTunes took it off and all Oh,
2: right. It basically made it unavailable. Trey said it was hard to navigate, too. I, I never went on it. I, I didn't do it. Did you go on it?
3: Yeah, it was just weird. You know, instead of liking and <clears> stuff for sure, you would echo, you know, and that was your way of sharing mm. with somebody else. You would echo what they You said. would echo what they say. Yeah.
2: I just wasn't that interested. To me, it felt very reactionary. And and I think the thing about Trump doing a a social media platform is you know it's going to be great. Because he doesn't attach his name to something that sucks. And you know he's got teams of people who are working on this. Teams of people who are working on this to make it as good as it can possibly be. Because you know, and I'm not a fool. I know that face puke, and I don't do anything. I just do face puke. I have I have other accounts, but I don't use them. I don't tweet. I don't Instagram. I don't do any of that crap. But Facebook is all I can handle, man. Uh, and I know it's that Zuckerberg's the biggest liberal puke on the planet. He's probably the antichrist for all we know. And I know that they they designed the algorithms to you know diminish. Certain kinds of opinions, and and showcase other kinds of opinions, their own predominantly. And I, I I know, and I know that they they are looking at every stinking thing I click on and every stinking thing I do. But you know, but honestly, if I couldn't didn't have, I, I I say this, but then I'm probably full of crap because I'm as addicted, addicted to it as anybody else. And then I, I I scroll for four hours a day on Facebook when I'm doing the show, or my work here. And I go home and if I'm bored or I don't do anything, I, I scroll at home. That's the part I want to get rid of. You know, I like to get off it when I'm not working. <laughs> if I could just manage that, but it's like being a junkie. It's like being an addict. You know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. You know why? If, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But I'm working on it. Trey largely is not posting nearly as much or is not on it nearly as much as he used to be. And I, I think that's cool. Uh, so would I go to a Trump social media platform? I don't know. One thing I'll tell you, I I, I really don't know. I'd have to wait and see what happens. One thing I do know, and Chris, I think you'd agree, he's putting chess pieces in place. Donald Trump, you know, I mean, he's got to be, to a certain extent, an angry dude, because he really was one of the most effective and beloved, purely beloved presidents in recent memory. And the first thing they did, when, when they got that fossil into, into the Oval Office, or the reasonable facsimile that is the Oval Office, is they pretty much undid everything that Trump had accomplished. And, and the country is going down the crapper on so many different levels, it, it's hard to even stack it up.
3: Well, they created crises by doing so.
2: Yeah, well, Exactly. So you know, man, he's got a plan. That dude's an old fox. He he knows what he's doing, and he's got the resources to do whatever he wants to do. So I don't know if he's going to run again. I don't know if he's positioning himself to become a kingmaker, if you will, and whoever he endorses will, uh, you know, will will uh, will will be the person. I don't know, but he's up to something. And you know what? The AOCs of the world—they know it. Uh, the liberal pukes of the world the socialists the 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 fascists they know it the media they know it, and they keep saying that Republicans are scared of a changing America, but you know who the real scared person in the room is, right them they are terrified of freaking trump that's why they can't shut up about january sixth so we'll see uh we'll see how things go but it's very interesting what he's doing because the rollout plan for this this tech company this media group or whatever it is falls in line with the uh with the midterms and falls in line with the next presidential cycle so go trump man go trump 210 uh, 210599 so a uh, basic question would you switch over to that Rudy is going to join us uh, here in a minute as well from uh, uh uh the Sports Star ESPN morning show with Rob Thompson. he comes by every day most days for a quick visit and tells us what's on his mind. That's coming up next. 210 uh, It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com. I'm sorry. News Talk 550 KTSA. Rudy Jay from the Sports Star ESPN morning show joins us. Yes sir. 7 to 10 Monday through Friday with Rob Thompson. You guys uh, do a great job and Thank you. Yeah, you know, I come come and visit you guys at 9:30 and you come in here and visit
0: with me. It's the, you know, love-love relationship. <laughs> That's right. That's what's going on with you, man? Nothing. You, Just uh one day closer to Friday. No. <laughs>
2: But he and I are I'm, always like, like, "Oh, Friday's here! Friday's we here!" Do.
0: And I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm like, "Oh, I have a great job." No, I'm ready to. I need ready a for weekend. a couple of days I, off. I need a couple of days, and well, you, you, it is what it is. I, I look, I love my
2: job. You love your Me job. Too. I just, I like, I look forward to sleeping in for a couple of days. That's it. That's that's the, the thingy. Okay, it's just being able to sleep in for a couple of days. Yes, that's, that's all we're not complaining about nothing exactly um and I, when I came up, came over to visit um I was able to talk sports for once
0: oh yeah you watch some baseball
2: I well I hadn't watched the game in a while and I love baseball it's the only sport that I watch and uh the Astros game the other night with the Red Sox now that's why I love baseball are you a baseball fan yeah I like baseball um that you know it was it was a lame game
0: until the eighth inning that's what you gotta like about baseball there's no clock right. You got to get twenty-seven outs. You know? <laughs> that's so, right. That's no right. clock. Anything can happen. You know, two outs. Next thing you know, there's seven runs being scored or whatever. That's seven runs in yeah. what? Was it one inning? The yeah. eighth inning? Yeah, man, it went crazy. <sighs> that's that's baseball for you. With two outs. With two outs. And you and you really. That's why I like about baseball. Because I
2: was talking about earlier about yeah. I'm not into football. I don't even know what the hell's going right, on. Right, right, right. I don't understand football. But baseball is you know I I I think uh, first off you never know what's going to happen. It could be a very boring game, or some exciting crap could happen like that in the last couple of innings.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I like the drama of it, and you just never know. You never know. You never know. Like at any given moment, everything can switch. And pitch pitchers coming in, it's it's exciting, especially October baseball. Yeah. Nothing beats October
2: baseball. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was saying this earlier that to me, it's such. I think it's an extraordinarily difficult game. I think I'm fascinated oh because it, it's God. extremely difficult.
0: The thing about you, the reason why you know it's difficult is because if you, if you hit the ball three times out of 10, you're considered a star. <laughs> right. It's right. the only thing in the world where you can do it at 30% and they're like, you're the best. <laughs> so that's true. that lets you know how hard the sport is. Cause it's so damn difficult. Yeah. you have like to hit this tiny ass little ball with a stick. Yeah. And it's coming at you 90 something miles an hour and you got to figure, is it going to hit me? Is it right. going to dance? So whenever you can be 30% in your Hall of Famer, must be tough to do.
2: I, I had a program director out in, uh, LA who, uh-huh. who gave me, cause I, I thought I did a really crappy show out there and I, I had one day where I just felt like, oh, that show sucked. We all had those days. Yeah. Like, oh God, that gosh. show sucked. Hell yeah. And she used a baseball metaphor and she was like, how many, uh, how many shows a week in five days do you think are, are really great shows? I'm like, eh. Yeah, maybe two or th- two three if I'm lucky. Oh, yeah. uh, do you have shows that you think are just kind of boring or not or not they're not bad but they're not great? I'm like, yeah, maybe one one or two and like so you, how many shows do you think you do a week that really sucks? She's like, well, I probably lay an egg at least once a week. And she said if you were in baseball, you'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> See,
0: that's <laughs> you know true. I mean? That's true, man. So, so yeah, one game. one bad show a week ain't bad. And uh do you have a favorite team that you would follow or No, I just root for whichever Texas team is doing good. That's so right now it's the Astros. <laughs> Before it was the Rangers, but right now uh, I'm going with the Astros. I like whatever. it. Yeah,
2: I, I I tend to root for the hometown team Yeah, the, whatever, uh, whoever what, do, whoever doing yeah. what.
0: I don't have no ally- alliance to these guys. They right. they ain't loyal to us. <laughs> take well, that's majors. why, you yeah. know, it's
2: like it's like uh, it's like some players that, that are Cause like, I was a huge fan of Todd Helton in Denver and the Rockies. Oh, no, with the Rockies. Yeah. He was great and he'd
0: stuck with that team. He stuck with them. Yeah. That's, it's rare nowadays. So it is. It's rare. It is.
2: Um, Kim Kardashian, we talked about her. Yeah. It was a weird story. <laughs> that was Rob found that
0: story. I was like, what? Yes. Yeah, what do you think about her in general? Um, <laughs> she's, she's What's the best way to say this. Uh, she made the most of a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, I can She's, see that. You know, that. I mean, you turn a sex
2: tape into a couple billion. That's a good job. That's that's you've it's done America. something there. Uh, that's that's America. It's America. She was like at the at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, I guess, and yes. she was standing next to a
0: sarcophagus, which we did a national spelling bee on air. Rob almost spelled it right. I can you spell sarcophagus? Oh, that would be tough you for need me. The origin, and
2: I mean that would be tough. <laughs> Usually I can spell real sound stuff out. Well, you know, but so, so anyway, she's saying it's a sarcophagus, and yeah. then some. The Egyptian
0: government saw this video. It's like that was stolen from us. <laughs> it's worth four million dollars. Right. So so they recovered it. So like you said on the show, she finally did something good to contribute to this world. <laughs> <Sarcophagus>.
2: <laughs> and Chris, then I said, you know, the Kardashians ought to be buried under pyramids too, like the pharaohs, like with their cats and their Chihuahuas and stuff. And all their crap. They had to bury a I think we need a Kardashian pyramid someday. I bet they should build a pyramid. You know,
0: they they probably have. They're probably in the construction. <laughs> Get the construction like phase. That, yeah. Anyway, Rudy J. Man. man, it's
2: always a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming by. I love it. And uh, mornings on uh, Sports Star ESPN uh, uh, seven to ten Monday yep. through Friday with Rob Thompson. Thanks, man. Appreciate you too, brother. Thank you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I still think Kim Kardashian's greatest contribution to humanity is when she balanced that champagne glass on her butt. That was just such a wonderful picture. Okay. Uh two one zero five nine fifty five fifty five. That's all I got. <laughs> Merrick Garland is uh is oh, can we possibly bring that up? Mr.
4: Attorney General, was it just Jim a Jordan. coincidence that your memo came five days after the National School Boards Association letter went to the President? So we are concerned about violence and threats of violence across the board against school officials, against... Um, Is there any connection, the Mr. Attorney General, with the school board letter and then five days later your memo to um, uh, regarding school board issues? Obviously the letter, which uh, was public and asked for assistance from the Justice Department, was brought to our attention, and it's a relevant factor. In gave you the decision. letter. I'm sorry? How did you become aware of the letter? Who gave it to well, you? I read about the letter um, in the news. That's how I read about it. But the White House told you to write the memo? No one in the White House spoke to me about the memo at all. Uh, but I, I am sure, um, I was, at least I certainly would believe, that the uh, uh, White House um, communicated its concerns about the letter to the Justice Department, and that is Well, oh, that's my next question. Did you or anyone at the Justice Department discuss the memo with White House personnel or with anyone at the White House before the memo was sent? I did not. I don't know whether anyone discussed the memo. I am sure that the communication from the National Association of School Boards um, was uh, discussed between, uh, between the White House and the Justice Department, and that's perfectly appropriate just as Who were those uh, individuals? Who at the I White House talked with? Who at the Justice Department? I don't know. Did they talk to you? Did someone call you? I, I think control? I've answered. No one from the White House spoke to me. But the White House is um, perfectly appropriately concerned about violence, just like they're concerned about violence in the streets. And they make uh, requests of the Justice Department in that respect, just like they're concerned about the Did you about. or anyone at the Department of Justice communicate with the American Federation of Teachers, the National Education Association, the National School Boards Association prior to your memo? I did not. I don't know. I don't do. know if anyone else at the Justice Department did? I don't know. Do you know if it, Did you or anyone at the Justice Department communicate with those, those organizations, AFT, NEA, National School Board Association, prior to the letter? Did you I, help the National School Board Association put together the letter? Again, not. I, I have had no such conversations. I would be surprised if, if that happened, but I don't know.
2: All right, let's take FBI a break, and we'll come back. Uh, it's uh, Merrick Garland, your, your attorney general, explaining why he's uh, uh, sicking the Justice Department and the FBI on soccer moms showing up at uh, at uh, school board meetings. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean with my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 5555 uh, Merrick Garland uh, being grilled by some people at the House Judiciary Committee on this business of, you know, t- t- basically inventing this disturb quote, his words, disturbing trend of violence against school board members and teachers, which doesn't exist. Doesn't, it's not happening. Yeah, they're pissed off parents showing up at schools or showing up at uh, school board meetings. You know, and they're being treated like like crap, and so you know the the Department of Justice, the FBI is going to start investigating this. They're going to, you know, he's got a commission, and so he got hauled before the uh, House Judiciary Committee, and Jim Jordan was really getting into it with him, and Chris and I were talking. Man, he looks nervous as all hell, man. When he was talking to Jim Jim Jordan. He looked nervous as hell because he's he knows he's full of crap. They're also asking asking him about his son in law, who has a multi million dollar business that guess what sells critical race theory crap to uh, schools. And also Facebook is involved with these people with psychometrics of children. He's a piece of crap, man. What do you think? Two one zero five nine nine. Is he a piece of crap? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And uh, and then Chris and I were talking, this just came out randomly, but we're looking at Merrick Garland and, and we, you know, and Chris made an observation. I'm going to put it on the air because it was so funny. Do you remember in the, one of the debates where Julian, little, Julio, little wee Julian Castro, started mocking Joe Biden for his inability to, memori- to remember crap? And Chris just whispered in the headphones, Julian didn't get a gig. And it's like Buttigieg got a gay Buttigieg got a gig, right? Who else? Kamala Harris got to be the vice president, but not Julian. Julian, you didn't get a gig. The gay guy and the idiot got gigs. You didn't get a gig, Julian. He sent your ass back to San Antonio. Why is that, Julian? Why do you think the president didn't give you some kind of an appointment? Because Chris is right. Julian, you didn't get a gig. (laughs) Your brother's got a gig, but you didn't get a gig. You're not in the administration. (gasps) Ah, that. Anyway, that was fun. (laughs) 210-599-5555. I can't stand the Castro Boys, man. Like, I'm so fond of saying two of them don't make one interesting person, you know? You know what? You know why too. Why he didn't get a gig? Also, because normally he's such a little butt kisser. You know what I mean? He really is just a little little tush kisser. He really is. You know, the guy just just repeats whatever the talking points are. He's the most predictable dude in the world. Both of them are. But Julian, you didn't get a gig, man. I wonder if oh, <laughs> I wonder if Julian hates Pete Buttigieg. You know what I mean? I, I I really hate that breastfeeding gay guy. You know, I mean, you know what I mean. He doesn't know anything about transportation. Yeah, Kamala probably hates her guts too. Because as we said, Julian, you didn't get a gig, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Pissed off the wrong people. Didn't kiss the right ass. <laughs> Be careful of the ass you kiss, Julian. It might crap on you at some point. That was gross. I'm sorry, but Chris is right. Dennis, Julian didn't get a gig anyway. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Oh god, that was fun. Oh god. Oh, oh you're still there. Uh, what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Two one zero five nine nine. Well, what do you think about? You know, your attorney general, and you know, basically saying if you're a concerned parent. And you don't want your daughter getting raped in a school bathroom by a dude in a skirt. And you don't want your kids being taught racist critical race theory. How do you feel about being, you know, identified by the Justice Department as a domestic terrorist? How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? cuz cuz he's on the griddle today although he's you know the democrats are just kissing his butt and he invented he invented violence against school board members and teachers here's steve steve how you doing
1: i'm doing well sir thank you for taking my call
2: sure what are you thinking
1: it's not it's not critical race theory. It's criminal racist treachery. Yes. And the reason that he looks so nervous today is because rats who are up to no good, do not like the light. But I was actually calling about uh, the Trump social media thing. Oh, yeah. I'm all, in, I'm all in 100%. Any place, anywhere that freedom can be found and supported, right. I am all in. He should call it Trumpet. <laughs> and, and his... And his, uh, his logo could be a, a, a gold, orange, shiny, beautiful trumpet with the bell of the trumpet swirling like a beautiful head of golden orange hair. And his tagline, <laughs> the, the, if they could superimpose kind of a character face on the, on the bell of the trumpet, that would, that would be even better. But his tagline should be, don't just post it, trumpet.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. And you haven't been on Facebook for a number of years, right?
1: I haven't. I left Facebook uh, December 31st.
2: Right. Good on you. I
1: left you. Uh, Fox, Fox News right. uh, election night. Uh, I get my news from One American News, Newsmax, and of course K- KTSA Talk Radio.
2: <laughs> Good on you, man. Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> yes, you know, I'd, I'd check it out if Trump does it. He, well, he's going to do it. You know he's going to do it. You don't kick Trump off of Facebook and Twitter and think that Trump's just going to walk away, right? Oh, okay, hey, I guess I'll make a new social media platform. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to love it. You're No, seriously, you're going to love it. Trust me. You're, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful social media site. And it probably will be. So, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Interesting that Fox is carrying the Merrick Garland hearings, but MSNB puke isn't shocking. Nor CNN. (laughs) What hacks. That's why their ratings are in the toilet, man. Uh, 210-599-5555. I didn't know about this in and in. Is it what is it? In and out burger, right? Yes. In and out burger, in San Francisco, which is in California. I'm not a huge fan, but in California, it is big. It's like their water burger. And uh, the, uh, one of the uh, restaurants in San Francisco uh, was recently closed, temporarily closed because. The city has a vaccine mandate. So if you go into an In-N-Out burger, you're supposed to provide evidence or proof that you've been vaccinated. And uh, the San Francisco Department of Public Health wanted In-N-Out to demand proof of va- that. They, they wanted the people that work at In-N-Out, which, you know, could be anybody from high school students, to people working a second job. To demand photo IDs and proof of vaccination from every customer that walks through the through the door, and to their credit in and out said no <laughs> we 're not going to do it our This is from Arnie Wessinger, who is uh, their chief legal and business officer. Our store properly and clearly posted signage to communicate local vaccination requirements after closing our restaurant. Local regulators informed us that our restaurant associates must actively intervene by demanding proof of vaccination and photo identification from every customer Then act as enforcement personnel by barring entry to any customer without the proper documentation. We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is clear government overreach and is intrusive, improper, and offensive. Uh so uh essentially what they've done is they've just stopped uh indoor dining. It's only outdoor dining. And you know, and, and I, I didn't know this, but I guess In N Out is owned. Uh, by a uh, by Christians, by a devout. Let me see here. I just saw this. By a devout Christian person, or family. I did not know that. Ed, I you know again, I'm not a huge fan of In and Out. I I think we you know I, I I went to one in Austin with the family unit years ago, and I'm still a Waterburger guy. Even though I really can't eat a lot of that stuff now. Anyway, you know. But good on them, you know. Good on them for making a stand, you know. Because uh, people have to start this. Have you noticed that that's this is going on? People are standing up against vax mandates. People are starting to st- are standing up against critical race theory being taught in schools. You know, it's it's happening, and you know Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who was a complete fool, who's a moron. It's going off, and how there hasn't been a grassroots movement in this country for, and it's like, well, you, there's one going on right now, isn't there? Unfortunately, it's against you, and all this crap. So uh, good on them, good on In and Out. You know, I know Trey said he went to an In, and it's not really convenient because he has a, it's not close to him, but he went to one just to show support, and uh, maybe I'll have to do that too. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not I wasn't a huge fan of the food. But in California, I do know it's 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 big. They got like four hundred. Let me see here. I saw saw the number. In California, it's like four hundred or I don't know, not in the three hundred and fifty locations across the Western United States, owned by devout Christian Lindsey Snyder. And I I I didn't know this. Uh, They put Bible verses at the bottom of soda and milkshake cups. I had no idea. Well, you know again, this is what's needed in this in this moment we're in, because you know you know who your big your biggest enemy is right now, in my opinion, apart from the usual suspects like China and Islamic terrorists, your own stinking government, your own government is your greatest enemy you You know what I think Our government right now is a domestic terrorist group they're going after parents who are upset at what their kids are being taught. Okay? They left however many Americans and and folks in Afghanistan, and they're more worried about pronouns and sicking the Department of Justice and the FBI on you, if you're a a concerned parent. You're a domestic terrorist now. So I imagine tomorrow we'll have more on the the Merrick Garland uh, uh, hearings and... uh, See you know if anything comes of it. I I doubt anything will, but you know, at least the guys make being made to sweat a bit on TV, even though it's only on Fox, CNN, and MSNBC are not carrying this oddly. Uh, actually, not so oddly. So you know, it's a strange, strange moment we're in here in the United States of America. That is true, but uh, gotta have hope, and I I I have hope. Every time I hear, let's go, Brandon, I have hope. <laughs> Every time I hear blank Joe Biden, I have hope. Every time a parent shows up at a, at a school board meeting, I have I have hope. So, rock on. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Dennis Foley, Rudy J from ESPN, and, of course, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.